Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, May 28th, 2007. How to Run Your Staff Meeting, Part 2. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and as usual, welcome back to Manager Tools. Today, Mark and I finish up our series on running effective staff meetings. If you haven't listened to last week's show, as usual, recommend you go back and do so. Matter of fact, we also allude to some previous podcasts during the show on our effective meeting protocol, or EMP as Mark refers to it. And no, despite our military backgrounds, we're not talking about nuclear weapons here. We're talking about effective meeting protocols. So those, those shows were back in August of 2005. So if you haven't listened to those, you may want to go and listen to those as well. They'll add a lot of value, I think, to these particular podcasts. Well worth a listen if I do say so myself. Also, for those of you interested, I recently did an interview with Rob Walsh at Podcast 411. Um, you'll find that interview and others where the guest actually has something interesting to say. Um, at www.podcast411.com. For the few of you who are actually into podcasting in general, I don't need to tell you what kind of job Rob does and how valuable his show is. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and do so. You will not be disappointed, (laughs) at least with the other interviews. Um, In any case, Rob, thanks for having me on the show, and it was was a real joy. Had a lot of fun, and it was great to finally get a chance to, to meet you. So, with that, everyone, let's get on with the show. Our next one, and this almost goes without saying for many of our listeners, but it's just in case, I think we want to make clear, no Monday mornings or Friday afternoons. Why is that? Yeah, this is, yeah, um, never. (laughs) Never have your staff meeting at the start or the end of the week. Both choices, and it is a choice, lessen the effectiveness of the weekly staff noticeably um, in our experience. Monday mornings are bad for a host of reasons. Drucker, Peter Drucker, of course, reminds us that meetings tend to slow things down, and it's much harder to speed things up that have slowed down in an organization. So if you start slow on a Monday with your weekly staff meeting, you're poking yourself and your team in the eye for the rest of the week. Plus, and this is my primary reason, but I list a second because I'm not Peter Drucker. Monday morning staff meetings ruin any value you get from your team getting ready for their weeks on Sunday night. Too many folks we know that normally prepare for their work week, and usually that means Monday and Tuesday, to be quite honest. Anybody, the people that we know that prepare for um, the week on Sunday night, as so often people do, um, who they will, when they discover that their new boss has a Monday morning staff meeting, essentially postpone all kinds of stuff they could be doing on Sunday night because they don't want to get thrown a curveball on Monday morning. They don't want to waste two hours of family time. They literally feel like they've been given Sunday night back um, that you could have been, that, that you could have used that to, for value for the organization because they say, well, I'm not going to go and plan a bunch of stuff because I'm not always on the same page with the boss. So we're going to get new marching orders on Monday anyway. Um so, um, 
Mm-hmm. Basically, what they're, they're thinking is no, no sense in doing something that might get overcome by events. And so they wait. And generally, waiting in today's world is bad. Right. Well, and or they um, nobody wants to go into their boss's weekly staff meeting unprepared. So they end up spending their Sunday night preparing for their Monday morning staff meeting, which is yeah, that, which is oh, perfect that, for the family. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's even worse. Yeah, I was thinking about the loss of, of planning, but you're right. God, they spend two or three hours just getting ready for a staff meeting. But, but, um, but Mark, but I, but I, I really don't require my, my subordinates to come to my staff meeting prepared. That's okay that they don't work Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one forgets what one's title is. Welcome to they. Um, the, the, uh, to, to, to jump to the other end of the week, the prescription against Friday afternoon meetings also relates to the Monday morning ones as well. You're going to have less people there, and attendance is important. Um, Friday afternoons are the most likely time, all other things being equal, for directs to be out or unavailable. And if we have to explain this to you about Friday, well, I'm sorry, but you should <laughs> know that. Um, but it's also true of Monday. There are crises and there are mop-ups from the weekend. And if you allow folks to miss on a regular basis, you, you, Mr. and Ms. Manager, will spend a lot of time going over the same ground again, which is just inefficient. Um. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've said this several times, but we just want to say it again here officially. Uh, it is a standing meeting, just like uh, one-on-ones. It is regularly scheduled. It's on the calendar at the same time every week. Yeah, there are times when it will move, but it's less likely to move as often as your one-on-ones, and it won't, won't come and go the way some meetings do. It should be on there all the time, and if something comes up, the move should be announced uh, with enough time for people to make changes. Good. Yeah. First, now our next one is um, any anytime you say something and you end the sentence with period, I know I know to pay attention. It's a little clue I yeah. picked up over the over, yeah. over time. Yeah, all <laughs> of your yeah, all of your directs attend. Period. Um, period. Yeah, this is not an optional meeting. Um, if you write their review, they come to the meeting. I would even say uh, if they are a contractor and they report to you, they come to the meeting. Now, look, we do make exceptions in certain situations in matrix organizations. If some, and if someone's off-site, they dial in and participate as any else, anyone else would. And this is a case where a good speakerphone is a great investment. And please, dear God, no bloody mute buttons during the darn, um, during the darn meeting. I, I, we were on the call just last week with a client preparing something. And person kept saying, I- I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah, sorry, I had you on mute. I'm like, no, no, actually, the mute had nothing to do with the fact that you weren't paying attention to us. <laughs> the mute gave you cover to do something else. And if you don't realize it, <laughs> when when your boss, who is our client, asked me, what do you think of this guy? I'm going to say, look, no offense, but if he hasn't figured out that you're paying us as much money as you are um, to consult to you and you're in the meeting and he's got us on mute. And when I ask him a question and he has to go, what? I'm sorry, I was on mute. No, <laughs> you were muting. <laughs> right. You were muting yeah. you, but you weren't muting us. Yeah, it was the telephone me. that was muted. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I. I'll tell you, I people very smart people do that, and I, that just tells you the perniciousness, the pernicious, perniciousness and strength of of a protocol that is widely accepted and still incredibly bad. Um, yeah. So okay, anyway. so what so what if you get a request from one of your subordinates to skip a particular week for whatever reason? I, I think requests to miss generally ought to be met initially with a no. Um, yeah, there are exceptions. 
uh, and, and you're going to give people, uh, you're going to grant exceptions. You're going to let people uh, choose to, to, uh, to myth. Um, but we find that when it comes to an ex- to attendance, uh, which is a big determinant of the success of the overall meeting, the manager's bias either to say yes naturally to give people an easy out or to say no and to make people step up and give a real reason to get out of it uh, is the biggest determinant of, of attendance. If people think it's easy to get out of, they will blow off preparing during a busy week. And then the last minute they come to you and say, I need to get out of it. And you're like, hey, okay, no problem. Um, and managers just have to get used to the fact that they will say, no, sorry, can't, you got to come. And like, well, I got a big problem. And you're like, no, sorry, you got to work around it. And then magically people work around it. Um, you know, if somebody comes in and says, you know, I, I, uh, I have a doctor's appointment. Well, okay. Maybe that would be a yes, but I might also say, no, I'm sorry. You need to reschedule it. You, you know, this is when our staff meeting is every week. Um, and, uh, now if somebody says, I, I need to have my arm sewn back on. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll let them slide for that. Um, something has to take precedence on people's calendars. Smart managers know to set the bar pretty high here. One 90-minute meeting a week isn't going to make anyone late with overwork or overbooked uh, in any way, shape, or form. The, the managers should feel no compunction about saying no. We should feel no shame about saying there are some things that are more important than others, and everybody doesn't always get to choose whatever they want to do any time of the day. This is my staff meeting. This is when it is. I expect you to be there. Repeated failure to attend, failure to be prepared, failure to, to uh, uh, engage in discussion and to provide feedback and to communicate with your peers will result in a lower bonus for you. Am I making myself clear? Well, look, look, as a manager, you have to communicate this information to everybody. That's We talked about that earlier. It's one of your responsibilities. So if a person does not make your staff meeting, then you're obligated to cover it all with them individually. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm I'm not running around with, with 10 or 12 yeah. people trying to, to fill them in on what happened at the staff meeting. That's just yeah, actually, not going to work. You know what we should do, Mike? We should tell every manager who's listening, feel free to give as many passes as you like. Let people walk all over you. Hey, I can't come today. Hey, no problem. In fact, let's say, hey, if you'd like to come, I'm having a little staff meeting. It'd be cool. No problem. No, you're busy. And then you take responsibility for having to communicate to everyone every week. Let's let's hold that advice for our next April Fool's cast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. So next, uh, follow the effective meetings protocol. And actually, we have a series of sub-bullets here that are important. Um, and, and I think you said before, this is obviously for many people, this is just a review, but uh, this meeting is important enough that following the effective meetings protocol is really key. And, and to a degree, it's important because really all we're covering is the deviations from our previous protocol. So if you don't know that protocol, this may be a little bit harder for you. Um, this is the meeting where you really ought to be applying EMP most assiduously. Uh, you have to have an approach to stuff you do repeatedly. You have to have a system, and EMP is still the best one out there. Uh, so let's walk through some of the key points, some of the some of the recommendations, and some of the subtle changes we're going to make uh, to uh, for, for a weekly staff meeting. Um, first of all, your agenda is a standing agenda, and you'll see that as soon as we finish going through this cast, um, for the most part. So it only changes a little bit. But it still does go out in advance, and it's not an attachment, folks. It goes in the body of an email. Um, the agenda going out serves as a meeting reminder or as for so many people who are on Outlook or I'm sure on Notes as well. Um, it goes out as a meeting request, and in the body of the request is, is the agenda. 
um, and spaced out if you like to make it a little bit easier. Um, and that helps everybody come be ready to be efficient and effective um, because they know this is a standing meeting and it's essentially the same every week. Um, the welcome for the meeting is just like normal. It's five minutes on the agenda for your welcome. And that gives people a chance to come in a minute or two late. We don't make a big deal out of it. Um, we have printed agendas. Yeah. Everybody gets an agenda. Um, each line, uh, each item on the agenda, if you will, or entry on the agenda has three items in it. That's a start time, a topic and an owner. It may be that you're the owner for several of the items on the agenda. That's fine. Um, and again, it's spaced out. The printed agenda is spaced out over the whole page to allow folks to take notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, We're gonna, some of this stuff is going to sound a little silly, right? Because the, the agenda, like we said earlier, is going to be pretty much the same every week. There'll be a little bit that changes, but a lot of it will be, you know, it's a standing meeting. A lot of it's going to be the same. But I tell you, just like any other discipline, we're, we're trying to set an example here of what effective meetings, how, how they are run. And so yes. if, why not do it every week with your directs, the people who are going to take that and implement it throughout the organization? And part of it is publishing an agenda. Yep. You know, we talk about things that happen over and over again, and this is a little bit of an aside here, but, but quite frankly, um, if, if people think about their personal lives, the things they do over and over again, they arrange their kitchens in certain ways because that's the way they're used to having their kitchen arranged. They tend to get dressed the same way in the morning. They tend to get uh, change clothes at the end of the day and get into casual clothes for, for being home in the same basic way. Uh, they tend to interact with their email in the same way. Why, why then we throw meetings together and don't have a professional way of doing it that we recognize, measure, pay attention to, and improve over time is, is, uh, is beyond me. Um, yeah, do them professionally, except my staff meetings. Yeah, exactly right. Except right. for except okay. for this one, which is really the important one that everybody knows. I'm really running it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Now, standing ground rules. Yes. Now, it, we don't we don't develop these every single time we start a, a new meeting, right? No, of course not. In your first weekly staff, you're going to spend ten minutes brainstorming the standing ground rules mm -hmm. that you're going to use for all future weekly staffs. Post what you come up with for a few weeks. Use that same flip chart paper, literally write it on flip chart paper, and then tear that flip chart paper, take it back to your office, and the next week post, post that thing on the wall. Um, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. It works like a charm. Now you may choose to change it after two or three or four weeks, and then then the new one is final, and you're done. And, and those are the ground rules, and you post it for a few weeks, and then you're done, and you don't have to post it after that because everybody gets the ground rules. Cool. Now, similarly, um, we're not going to do our uh, famous introduction stuff at the beginning of these things either. No, we, we exactly. That folks yeah. Probably know yeah. Each other. Just to be clear, right. We're, we're not going to have everybody do an introductory exercise every week. Um, we, we might have someone new. If someone new adds, joins the team, we might go through the introductory exercise at a weekly staff and, and shorten some other part of the weekly staff meeting to allow that to occur. Um, that would be a darn good use of um, the weekly staff, but no, uh, this is not a chance to use that over and over again. And that really leads to the next one, which is, while we don't do that, the manager is the facilitator. Um, you are running the meter, meeting, Ms. Manager. Um, this meeting makes the team its own organization. In other words, you're essentially the head of this organization that's running its meeting. Um, and you're also part of the large organization. You're in charge. Uh, every once in a while, you're going to need to overrule a ground rule. Um, or push hard to make something happen or to reach a consensus. Um, it's your meeting because you are the company to your team. Um, 
You know, it's okay to coach people by asking them to run the meeting, to learn how to run a meeting. That's fine periodically. But I think some people say, oh, we just rotate around who runs the meeting. And, you know, after you do that four or five times, some people don't do it well and people dread when they're running the meeting. It's your meeting. Um, unless you're going to hold people to a fairly high standard of running it, don't give it to somebody else to run it for you. Um, it's certainly fine to let somebody else run it, but if you're going to do that, set high standards and then coach them or give them feedback on how they're doing. And if they don't improve or they don't do it well enough as you could do it, then you got to take it back and run it yourself. Yeah, And, and similar to uh, other meetings, we, we suggest while we tell our what went well, things to take a look at, but we don't recommend that you do that at every single staff meeting. Right. Yeah. Maybe at the end of your first and sec- second weekly staffs, um, ask for what went well and take a look at. Split a flip chart paper in half. I'm not going to go through it here. We, we've we talked about it in a separate cast. Um, make your tweaks um, based on, on what you're hearing from folks for the first couple of weeks. And then revisit it again in 8, 10, 12 weeks, something like that. Hey, how are we doing? Any feedback on the process? Um, ask for any updates and so on. And, and, and it can be iterative in nature for the first uh, first couple of times. And something else that we didn't put in the, in the highlight at the top or the overview, the index, if you will, uh, we definitely recommend people use a parking lot. That's part of um, – it's pretty standard as part of the effective management protocol, but still want to be clear. Parking lots are particularly important in weekly staff meetings. Yeah, particularly important. Absolutely. We got, now we have some additional things about, about uh, the staff meeting that aren't covered in our typical, in the EMP or effective management protocol. Yes, exactly. Um, one is use your admin, but perhaps not in the way people are thinking. Um, your admin can send out the agenda, Maybe he or she reminds you to prepare it, um, but certainly they can send it out. Or even better, she can prepare a draft for you to okay because it's pretty well a standing uh, standing meeting with a standing agenda. She can be responsible for distributing it in enough time. Make that part of their responsibility. Uh, that will help you get it out on time, Mr. Manager. Um, your admin can take notes during the meeting for you. And, and some people... Do that. Some people don't, but but don't think to yourself, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. There are plenty of places where that's the case. Um, you may choose to distribute the admin's notes as the official notes. I don't generally recommend that because I want people to be taking notes and paying attention enough to be taking notes during the meeting. Uh, we're adults here. You should be able to take notes, um, although I'm sure someday we're going to do a cast on taking notes um, since there is a right way. Um and if your direct, if your admin is a direct of yours, and I suspect he or she is, um, she would be at the meeting since they're what one of you, your what directs. Do you, what do you What do you do if you had like I don't know somebody you knew somebody you were close to, for example, had had uh, their admin come to their staff meetings. The the admin actually fell asleep during this during his staff meeting. What would you What oh, would you say to that manager? Um. <laughs> hey, uh, is there a fee? Can I can I charge you a fee for helping you for for searching for finding and helping you hire a new admin? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, some of my directs are laughing right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he, he didn't um, last very long, unfortunately. Yes. Um, on a related note, um, we do recommend you schedule for and your admin would be involved with this. You recommend we recommend you schedule thirty minutes after your weekly staff meeting for nothing but being at your desk. And you might say, gee, I, you know, I don't have a lot of time. Well, 
you're going to use this time anyway. You're just unscheduled, and that is partially because um, people are going to follow you to your desk and want you for five or ten minutes following the staff meeting. Fine. Um, and then you need time to capture stuff for to-dos or emails going out after the staff meeting anyway. Don't. Yeah, I, I used to call this the big game 30 minutes because this is where – Almost everybody in the staff meeting became big game hunters for about 30 minutes tracking yeah. people down. Yeah, exactly. And you're in their sights. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and nothing wrong with having a conversation while you walk back to the office and then saying, okay, I've got to get to something. You excuse me. You start getting to something and somebody else sees you're free and they come in real quick. I meant to talk to you at the staff meeting. I'll tell you one thing that I do that uh, surprises people. I, I don't I don't wait around in the meeting room um as often as people might like me to, I find that the way to end a meeting, uh, if the meeting's full, is to get up if you're the manager, if you're the leader of the meeting, get up and walk away. Um, and I think too often people who are partially motivated to talk to you um, are are uh, feel like you're sitting there so they come up and talk to you about something that's pretty trivial or unimportant. And while I generally want to talk to my people, not always just because I'm sitting there, and so I'll actually get up and leave – and then the people who really want to talk to me will follow me to my to my desk, and the people who really want to talk to me will get my time. So. Yeah, if if you don't leave, people are are sometimes less willing to get up and walk away. They don't want to miss something, right? Exactly, right. And so they come up with something to talk to you about. Yes, good. Okay, so let's let's talk about the the some of the top what will be the kind of agenda items that and the management of time during the meeting. Yes. What are the key, um, what are the key elements of, of the meeting itself? After the welcome, you get 15 minutes for your waterfall. Really, really, now we get to the meat of the meeting. Um, after your five-minute welcome, the next 15 minutes are for you to communicate down to the team what you've heard, what you've seen, what you read, what you know, what you think, what you believe, what you surmise about what's going on upstream or down the hall. Remember the managerial waterfall. You're not communicated to. You're communicated through. And boy, we were just uh, somewhere. We were the, oh. Six months, a year ago, we were somewhere, and somebody said, uh, um, yeah, and he pointed to several of his directs who were managers. Yeah, see, guys, you're supposed to tell people what I tell you. And it was a small company. It was a few hundred people, and he was just very frustrated that he would tell his managers, and they would leave, and then his people, he would be out in the field, and the people would say, oh, I, I didn't know that. He's like, he's like how, how, how could they not know that? I just told your boss. And the boss says, oh, you wanted me to tell my people? Ah. Yeah. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. Um, so, look, you are not communicated to. You are communicated through. And that includes the thought process, which sounds like, and here's what that means for us, as I mentioned before. Really effective managers I've seen never shorten this 15-minute waterfall, even if, like there's, even if it seems like there's less stuff to talk about. Um, uh, maybe, maybe they didn't have a weekly staff meeting with their boss this week, and so there's less in the waterfall, so to speak. They take one to two points and they expand upon them because they want an opportunity to communicate um, things that they see, things that they know. Maybe it's just potpourri about stuff that they've heard that's going on and, and rumor control, but by gosh, they don't give up the 15 minutes of waterfall. Uh, and, and look, you can start it by saying, okay, here's what I've got for you. And you could even say, it's waterfall time. Everybody prepare to get wet. And you just start you know, sharing emails and maybe you print out emails. I know that's a, that's a no-no, but... Uh, you can make exceptions in certain cases, uh, or or you say, "Look, I just sent you an email before the staff meeting. You'll have one he gets back. Here's the important message in there. I wanted to forward you the whole meeting, but here's a key point in there that you may miss unless you read it very very carefully." Now and now and next, we recommend 15 minutes for a special topic or 
report update or something of significant. Now, this is a really, really important 15 minutes in this meeting. Yes, exactly, because it's the most in-depth you're going to be. And so the manager who's running the meeting thinks, what is the most important thing I want to be talking about this week? This is not um, a rotating platform for coaching somebody. It, it may, in fact, serve as that, but it's not. that's not its primary purpose. Um, you look for every week, you look for you or for one of your directs to update the team in more detail than, than they would normally have time for you or them and, and the rest of the standing agenda. It could be a project postmortem. It could be a new initiative. It could be a new product, new service. It could be a recent conference. It could be labor negotiation. You've got to ask yourself, what, what can I, and more importantly, what should I be talking about this week? Um, uh, effective managers do not hand this time over the day before to somebody that sends a message that you don't need to prepare. Um, it is not a five minute briefing. Um, I'm amazed at the number of people who have a 15 minute briefing in an hour, an hour and a half meeting. And they have, uh, they either have 30 slides cause they don't know how to organize their, their thoughts. Um, or they don't come with any slides and they just say, well, I'll just kind of talk about it. Um, it is in depth. Look, it could be a brainstorming session on a new product or a new service or on changing the relationship with internal customers, um, but it takes some preparation. Um, and look, you're going to be using this time to evaluate the presentation skills of your directs. So if they're presenting, let them know that that's coming. And people say to me all the time, they say, gosh, this is so hard. I mean, Mark, it's almost like you're evaluating your people constantly. Um, hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what, you mean it's, you mean it's almost like that? Or does it look like I had closed one eye and, and, <laughs> and aim at them on a regular basis? I do. I am always looking. And that's why I'm so comfortable giving them feedback all the time because I look and I say, Hey, can I give some feedback? When you start with, um, uh, with that opening, I'm really impressed. I like that. When you, when, when you tell me you've got 15 minutes and you have three slides, I really feel like you get the value of, of d- distilling things down for people and that you're going to need still five minutes for questions at the end of your 15 minutes. I'm really impressed. Thank you very much for doing that. And hey, when you, uh, when you tell me, uh, you start off with, I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare when in fact I told you two days ago. Um, uh, I- I'm sorry. It sends the wrong message. What can you do differently next time? Oh, gee, boss. I didn't think it was all that big a deal. Oh, no. You've only become my staff meeting for a year. Um, yeah. So every single time and, and managers who are smart, uh, effective managers do two things in their meetings. They listen to the content of the meeting and they listen to the process of the meeting. And part of the process of the meeting is who communicates well, who doesn't communicate well, who listens well, who rolls their eyes, all those kinds of things. Again, people will behave like mad in front of you if you will just open your eyes and pay attention. Yeah. Uh, now we're now we're 30 minutes into the meeting. Right. What next. Um, East Direct gets 10 minutes. Um, uh, you've had your turn. It's time for your directs to have theirs. East Direct basically gets 10 minutes to brief your other directs and you on what they have going on. As a general rule, the three topical guidelines we recommend are accomplishments, collaboration, which is essentially what we, you know, what we, um, what they can help others with and what they need help with themselves. And then also radar, which is stuff they've heard or know, or think that others might benefit from. Um, and, and um, 
I uh, results usually include numbers for which they're accountable, and that that means in some cases um, printed documents. Um, uh, you've got to certainly you've got to hold them accountable for results. But but I want to make a distinction here, Mike. We people miss this a lot when we say accomplishments. We don't just mean, as uh, I've heard called before, a weather report. This is what happened yesterday. How many power lines were down? Um, we're actually talking about accomplishments versus goals. And if you're a manager, uh, it, it, if your team is working well together, everybody in the team knows what everybody else's goals are. So rather than just pump somebody saying, well, we did this and we did this, we hired this new person, that went well, we rolled that out, it went fine. We don't want to know what you did. We want to know how further, how much further along you are than you were the week before in terms of the major goals and objectives that you have as are part of the team. And so it's not enough just to tell us what happened last week. You've got to tell us what happened last week or this week relative to the major goals and objectives. Dude, this is, this is probably, in my mind, the most important thing we'll say this entire cast. This can yes. radically change the focus of an organization and turn it into a results-based organization. It, it, yes. It, this is, to me, the key point. Yeah. And it, uh, it very seldom does this the way. That it, it turns out to be a weather report, right? Yeah. I did this, I delivered that. And, you know, if you go, you can go weeks and weeks like that and not talk about one important goal or objective set for the organization. Yeah. So. I, I'll tell you, I, I would even argue that there's nothing wrong with somebody, with people saying, look, I, you throw up a slide and show me green, yellow, red for the major stuff you're working on and say, hey, we were green. We're still green because we did this and this. We are yellow here now. We were green last week. We're yellow here on this project because we didn't do this. I need some help from Bob on that. Um, and then we may have a brief discussion between Bob and I. Um, and um yeah, it's got to be around those major organizational goals and objectives. No okay. question. Okay, well, we could stop this podcast right now, and folks would have gotten what they paid for. I mean, yep. maybe more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, that distinction is lost on people. And there are some managers who tell me, Mark, I don't tell my people that. I wait three or four weeks, uh, and then I start giving them feedback about what they're telling me, what they're updating me on, and the fact that some of them are not doing a good job updating me on the right stuff. If you're t just think about if you're talking about the goals and objectives you set at the beginning of the year or quarterly, however often you update them, and you're talking about them every single week, you're going to make progress. Whether you want to or not, you're actually going to make progress against your objectives. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And some people say, well, gee, that sounds hard. It sounds kind of harsh. I said, look, what are you not going to measure them for a month, hoping that they're doing everything every week? And then at the end of the month, when they're four weeks behind, say, oh, it's okay. I didn't want to be harsh on you every week. No. Effective managers hold their people accountable every week, and and people who are good know they're going to be held accountable and will work hard to avoid being caught with their pants down. There's nothing wrong with organizational shame. I mean, I don't I don't want anybody to be ashamed. I want them to do the work so they don't have to stand in front of their peers and say, "I didn't do the work I promised you I would do." Yeah. If that makes me a bad manager, I'm okay getting promoted because I'm a bad manager. <laughs> Well, well, talking about standing up in front of their peers and having to be accountable for the results, uh, we actually re recommend stand-up meetings. <laughs> yeah, stand-up briefings. Uh, it surprised some people who are used to sitting around, actually, quite frankly, kind of slouching during ineffective staff meetings. Um, managers are always complaining to us they don't have enough time to teach executive skills to their folks. Then they all sit around sort of slouching during ineffective staff meetings. If you want to improve your direct's abilities to lead meetings and, for that matter, to lead others, 
Um, then ask them to behave like professionals. Ask each team member to brief their peers by standing up, using AV support appropriately, and taking questions expertly. Do that every week. Give them all kinds of feedback, and they will get better fast. Interestingly enough, I, I actually find, Mike, that, that that kind of standard, that the best weekly staff meetings I've seen are the ones that go fast and have high standards. It's not just fast and, and loose and sloppy. It's high standards as well. Um, and I would argue that boredom, that the, 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 which is a measure of a bad staff meeting, is really not a state of mind, but it's a reaction to a lack of state of mind. Um, mm. People get bored in your staff meetings because you are not asking them. You are not engaging them. You are not saying, step up and let's move quickly here. Um, I love going to staff meetings where things are moving quickly. And there are people who say, well, we need to reflect on things. Well, unfortunately, the market is not reflecting on things. Um, and if you need more time, uh, the, the, the staff meeting is not a time to solve every problem. It may, you may end up scheduling other meetings because of it. Uh, you may need to do a 20-minute brainstorming session or a 30-minute discussion after the end of the meeting later in the day to solve problem A or problem B or system failure C. Um, but good staff meetings move quickly and have high standards and, and start and stop on time. And, and um, I'll just tell you, I know far too many companies that that um, don't attack staff meetings. And then when they see one done well, they just slap themselves in the forehead and say, man, we're, we missed it. Yeah. And we, and we don't recommend that they last too long, right? About about 90 minutes is our recommendation. Yeah, 90, 90 minutes is sort of the standard. It's about as long as your brain and your backside can tolerate uh, a meeting. But look, you can go as long as two hours if you have that many direct reports, if it would take that many 10-minute that many, that increments if you need to go over 90 minutes. The, the key thing is here that part of the reason you can tolerate two hours is everybody knows there's going to be multiple speakers. The 90-minute meeting thing tends to be really bad, tends to be really bad when you only have one speaker joining on for 90 minutes. So if people know that multiple people are going to be speaking and if those people are going to be speaking standing up, which absolutely changes the, the energy in a meeting, um, then you can get away with going two hours. Uh, and look, if you if you don't have but three or four direct reports, you don't need to go ninety minutes. We're not suggesting you sit around for ninety minutes and <laughs> right. give everybody twenty minutes to talk if you only have three direct reports. Right. Um, look, uh, so, so so yeah, there are two exceptions, and those are the exceptions. Um, if all this seems pretty simple, it really is, and it is just like feedback. It's just like one on ones. It's just like coaching, as you said earlier. It's the discipline of doing it well week after week. Not the brilliance of these ideas we're sharing. The, 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 the ideas that we're sharing are not brilliant. Oh, they're, they're, they're evolutionarily good. Um, but it is that discipline of doing it well week after week, the credit going to the manager in the ring, um, changing his or her behavior. And maybe you'll find that 10% of what we recommend doesn't work for you because of the special industry or the special needs you have of your team or whatever, and that's fine. But it is the discipline of applying a structure and a standard every single week that allows you to, to create an efficient forum for communication, organizational communication and team communication. Um, it basically provides your team part of the spine, part of the sinew, part of the basic building blocks that helps you get better slowly and steadily. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so let, so let me let me actually summarize this time. Right. Um, purpose is efficient organizational and team communications. We're going to do them weekly, much for the same reasons that we do one-on-ones weekly. We're smart. We know that we we don't want to slow things down in the, in 
beginning of the week or nor do we want to fall victim to the inevitable things that happen happen on Friday afternoon. So we're not going to schedule them for Monday mornings or Friday Friday afternoons ever. Right. Right. All directs attend. This is where I think you said period. All directs attend yep. period. And you yep. set the bar high. If, if folks got to miss it, the, you might actually want to say no, at least initially. Right. 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 We're going to follow the effective meetings protocol with some minor minor modifications. We're going to have a, a, a somewhat standing agenda, but we're going to publish it. It's going to be printed. We're going to have our five-minute welcome. We're going to have ground rules, but we're going to cover those you know, at the beginning at our first staff meeting. We're going to brainstorm on the, on the ground rules, and we'll, we'll, have them co- we'll have them up on the wall the first couple of times, but, and then we'll stick with it. We don't have to develop them fresh each time. We're not going to do introductions. We talked about that. Right. Um, the manager, this is, this is your meeting. This is the manager's meeting. The manager is the facilitator. And we're going to do kind of an initial uh, what went well, things to take a look at. Um, and then we're going to do it periodically, maybe every eight to 10 weeks or something like that to try to, you know, con- consistently get better at this pretty important meeting. Okay. And then we have t- a couple additional things outside of the effective meeting protocol um, using your, your admin. Talked about that, right? Right. Um, Ninety minutes. Um, you know, some exceptions. You can you can go two hours is if if you if you if you have to if you have a lot of direct reports. But ninety minutes seems to be kind of the the standard there. You get fifteen minutes for your waterfall. You schedule fifteen minutes for a, a special topic or report or update. Could be you talking or it could be your directs, but fifteen minutes there. And then each of your your directs get ten minutes, and we recommend that they do that in a stand-up briefing. They're going to be they're going to be presenting. They need to develop executive and managerial skills, and there's no better place to practice presenting than yep. in front of you and your other directs. Yep. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, sir. We'll see you later. Okay. All right. That wraps up our series on running staff meetings. Now, this series, along with the Effective Meeting Protocol podcast from August of 2005 should give you a whole set of specific actions you can take at your next staff meeting. So give it a shot and let us know how it works out on the discussion forums, www.managertools.com slash forums. So until next week then, so long.